This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He is Aaron McIntyre. And you are you. And we've got a jam-packed show here for you today. Uh, At the bottom of this hour, we're going to have a very abbreviated this week, a very abbreviated buy, sell, or hold. Uh, And then uh, the rest of the submissions we could not uh, get to uh, will be saved for the overtime today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. Go there now so you don't miss it. If you're not yet a subscriber, we have all kinds of exclusive content we do for you each uh, and every day each and every week right here on Blaze TV. Uh, and you can subscribe today so you don't miss any of it. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. And that's also if you're a subscriber where you will be able to watch that bonus buy, seller hold as well. Why are we jam-packed? Because next hour we're bringing the heat. We have Peter McCullough returning uh, to talk about the testimony that he gave in Congress about more warning signals with Operation Warp Speed and the Poison Poke. Uh, He'll be joining us. And then, of course, the weekly visit of the Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will commence in the following segment with Daniel Horowitz. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. So with so much going on today, let's get right to it with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by holding the line, at least for now. The state of Texas, its National Guard and the Department of Public Safety appear to be bucking the Supreme Court's opinion from earlier this week, saying it's okay for U.S. Border Patrol to cut down the razor wire the state's been erecting. Video circulated on social media yesterday showing Texas authorities continuing to stage and erect razor wire and obstacles along the border just a day after that ruling came down. Texas Governor Greg Abbott posted on X yesterday and says the state is continuing to do what they can to stop the flow of illegals into the country in defiance of the nation's highest court. Stopping the flow of illegals like this man who was caught on camera after crossing the border illegally a few days ago. By the way, if you are smart enough, you would know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Well, according to libs of TikTok, that man is from Azerbaijan and was recently released from prison for arms trafficking. Totes cool, yo. Donald Trump won the New Hampshire primary yesterday. 20,000 fewer Republicans voted in that primary versus 2016. Checking in on the commercial airline industry, this happened just a few days ago at Hartfield Jackson Atlanta International Airport. Here's air traffic control. Tower, the 75 on the runway just lost a nose tire. Delta 780, thanks for that. Delta 982, uh, tower, sounds like we've got a problem. Uh, Looks like we'll try to taxi clear if we could. Don't I do, Roger? Um, if you'd like, start your taxi down the runway and just let me know. Roger that. Delta 982, this is the aircraft looking at you. you. One of your nose tires just came off. It just rolled off the runway uh, behind you. In case you couldn't understand what's happening there, a passenger jet had its front wheel come off the plane shortly before they were due to take off. We're doing fine. 
Oklahoma State Senator Dusty Devers is set to introduce a bill in that state's legislature next month that would ban the production and distribution of pornography, except that produced and shared between a husband and his wife. Devers, in addition to being a state senator, is a Baptist pastor. A federal judge in Canada has ruled that Justin Trudeau's government violated the constitutional rights of those involved with the trucker convoy and blockade of a couple years ago. You remember that massive convoy that gummed up the streets of Canada's capital and blocked key commercial routes between that country and the United States in protest of Canada's COVID lockdowns and jab mandates. Trudeau invoked a never-before-used Emergencies Act that allowed his government's sweeping powers to disband gatherings and ban crowdfunding efforts for the truckers. Well, now that aforementioned federal judge says Trudeau went too far. Trudeau says he'll appeal the ruling. A new survey from Scott Rasmussen interviewed those defined as elite and super elite, those who make more than like $150,000 a year and graduated from perceived elite academic institutions. That survey found, among other things, that 77% of elites and 89% of super elites support the quote-unquote strict rationing of meat, gas, and electricity. 70% of elites double the number of average Americans, and 89% of super elites said they trust the government to do the right thing. And finally, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is preparing to take on the Detroit Lions in this weekend's NFC Championship game. Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant in the 2022 NFL Draft, being the last player drafted. Despite that, he's put together a season and a half of solid to sometimes MVP-level play for his team. He sat down with Sports Spectrum and discussed his faith. This is who God has called me to be, and I've believed that from day one. I've believed that Jesus Christ did come down and died for my sins and, and rose again, and, and he's living, you know, he's living and sitting beside God on the throne. And so I believe that. It's not just some story, fairy tale thing. It's, it's real, and it, it, is, it allows me to you know, stay level-headed and, and real with life. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage brought to you by Birch Gold as we head towards another election in November. One thing to be sure of, this will be a tumultuous year. So how will your hard-earned savings fare? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store, everywhere else. The dollar's buying power uh, is, uh, is not keeping up uh, with uh, the increase in wages. So... How are we going to protect our savings, our retirements? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors to hedge against inflation. Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Steve to 989-898. Text Steve to 989-898 and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. If you do, they'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Steve to 989-898 to claim your free info kit now. Text Steve to 989-898 and secure your savings now as well. All right, to Aaron's montage we go. This era has taught me to be very hesitant to say what I am about to. Okay. So... With every caveat imaginable and with no intention of raising your hopes whatsoever, it is possible. I, I, with that now disclaimed, 
um, it is possible that we could be on the verge of a very necessary civic lesson. The years 2020, 2021, and 2022, we saw Florida, under the auspices of Ron DeSantis, reintroduce America to a doctrine that was very prevalent at the time of our founding, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. That's, that's why we have branches of government. That's why we have a Tenth Amendment that says, hey, whatever has not been explicitly bestowed upon the federal government is a power that goes to the states. That's, that's why states originally, as the Senate was kind of modeled after the House of Lords, that's why states originally determined in their legislatures whom the senators would be. That's why amendments have to go through the states, either via a constitutional convention and then the states determine the delegates that go or the states themselves have to ratify it. This is what juries were meant to be. Uh, the, the founders considered juries a fourth branch of government, that if everything else, if all else failed you, if everything institutional failed you, a jury of your peers would hear you out and could potentially rectify and undo that injustice. The idea of a doctrine of a lesser, of a lesser magistrate, that anything a, anything a federal government decides it wants to bestow, another entity has to enforce. Anything an unelected judge wants to order, he's not, you know, not going to go out there and hand the marriage licenses to homosexuals himself. Right. Someone else has to do that. The, that. That this is inherent in our system, that there are always checks and balances. With the expressed purpose and intent. Of slowing down exactly what is occurring to the country right now. During covid. And several other several other issues, we saw the governor of Florida practice this out in the open. Didn't call it that. And based on, you know, now that I've gotten to know him a little bit, I'm pretty confident he's well aware of what the doctrine of the lesser magistrate is because he performed that function to a T. But just sounds weird saying that to an audience in 2021, 24, right? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? I can't even spell magistrate, you know, is that a new show on Netflix? Okay, so, you know, calling it that in the current condition of our willfully declining culture isn't the greatest branding in the world but he what he did by often interpositioning that's another term that was very prevalent within the governing philosophy of the founding generations of this country meaning putting his office between an out of control entity of government and the people to basically block it to run interference so that the people could not be harmed by this malfeasance by practicing this interposition of his office, by, by taking the, the office of governor of Florida and using it, turning it the other way towards Washington, rather than it comes from Washington, you're the governor, you impose upon the people that which flows downhill, by instead turning his office 180 degrees in the opposite direction. He worked more like a dam. 
instead of a siphon. I mean, he stopped a lot of this from penetrating the daily lives of Floridians. And as a result, it's like the number one state for almost anything you'd want to be number one in in the country. What we may be on the brink of, and I, and I, given his track record, well, given basically everybody outside of the governor of Florida and like five other people's track records, okay, I am, I am, you know. So you're saying there's a chance. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I've never seen you struggle so hard. I, 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 because I, I just, <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know, I know if I lay this out, I know what will happen tomorrow and I'll be right back in this spot tomorrow. Say, never mind, guys. I know, I know what you You know doing. what? Back to look at the balls. Just do that. Just, just do that. <laughs> Forget it. We're not even serious. Stop. I'm not even going to try anymore. I've given up. Okay. But so far, So far, it is possible, however remote and unlikely, that the governor of Texas might actually be on the brink of being the governor of Texas. So, so far, both in word and deed, right? He has proclaimed this publicly. Governor Abbott has. Yeah. We have seen the National Guard under his jurisdiction. Now, it's not exclusively under his jurisdiction, right? We've seen, you know, the president can call it the National Guard, but he, he has other entities. He's the governor of Texas, a state of 30 million people. There's the Texas Rangers, there's sheriffs. He can deputize citizens if he wants. He's the chief law enforcement officer of Texas. And given the size and scope of Texas, he is the chief law enforcement officer over one of the largest population bases, governments, economies on planet Earth. So far, what you are seeing is that they are just carrying out what they were doing with the barbed wire to begin with. Despite what five justices on the Supreme Court determined on Monday. Now, what I'm about to say next is a very important point. Huddle up to your radios, your phones, your, your iPads. This is, this is very important. What has the Supreme Court done in response? Unleashed hell. Indeed. Their massive army. The 101st Airborne. They are dropping, parachuting in to Austin as we speak to hold Greg Abbott in contempt. We are literally Navy SEALs are inside, are within the Rio Grande right now upon orders of the U.S. Supreme Court in order to make it easier for drug traffickers and 
um, human traffickers to cut through all of that barbed wire because the almighty Supreme Court said so. It, it, we're not seeing that, are we? I don't. I haven't even seen them issue mean tweets, Steve. No, it, 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 it's it's almost as if. Huh. Now follow me here. Hmm. It's almost as if they don't have any power to act upon their opinions. Um. Force. Um, Federalist 78 these are the words of Alexander Hamilton it may truly be said the courts have neither force nor will but merely judgment and must ultimately depend upon the aid of the executive arm for the efficacy of their judgments hmm. for the efficacy of of their judgments. That's a key word there. A very key word. It goes beyond. It would be it would be potent enough. If Alexander Hamilton had written here in Federalist 78. For the execution of their judgments. That would be potent enough. Right? I mean because that would, that would, that would indicate that on some level. The executive branch has to determine it is willing to execute a Supreme Court's order, right? Mm -hmm. that, that would be potent enough. The word efficacy goes way further. I think after the last three years, if there's anything, and it ain't much, but on the dwindling list of things we're smarter about than we were a few years ago, the meaning of the term efficacy might be one of them. Can I propose? I think that's fair. That might be one. It's, it's, a, short it's a short list, okay? We wouldn't, we're not even qualified as a people to be on the short bus. Okay. It's a short list. But if there's anything, anything on that list that we can legitimately say here that we are smarter and more aware of than we were three to four years ago, it is the meaning of the term efficacy. That would be one. Fair? Fair. Okay. Duly noted. Into the record it goes. Because efficacy, efficacy goes beyond merely just saying execution. Efficacy doesn't even imply, but clearly states that an executive branch, and, and, and by the way, what's the root word of executive? What is it? Execute. That's what an executive is to do. Execute. That's what he is. The executor. The word efficacy doesn't just imply, but clearly denotes that it is well within the executive branch's power to say, just the full Ron Burgundy, I don't believe you. Nope, we're not doing that. Total garbage. Not happening. And guess what? We have these things called elections for now. We have these things called elections, and guess what? If the people think I should have agreed with the efficaciousness of your ruling, guess what the people then get to do? Guess what they get to do? Vote accordingly. Vote accordingly. Throw me out of office. And put somebody in office who will agree that your ruling was efficacious to the Constitution. 
That's how this is supposed to work. That's how it's supposed to work. I'm sure they're still teaching that in the schools, Steve. They are not, Todd, as you well know. Not even in the law schools. I don't know how much of this Especially is even... Especially not. Well, <laughs> I'm not even sure how much of this is even taught in the Christian schools, frankly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say maybe Liberty and Hillsdale and like three other places in America that you pay to go to school to after the 12th grade will talk about anything remotely close to what I just told you. And that's it. And since we're meant to be a self-governing people, is that a problem? A bit. A bit. It's a pretty big one, actually. And my people perish for a lack of knowledge, the prophet Hosea said in another context. But it applies here. Because what, what the prophet is saying essentially is, by not being taught the law, the divine law, by not being taught the divine customs that were passed down through Moses, you've lost your heritage, your legacy as a people. You're perishing. You've lost that meta-connection. Now, in this case, he's referencing a direct theocracy, meaning they're, they're estranged from God. And since he's the reason they get the land, they're in trouble. On a civic realm, our founder said that same God is where our rights come from. And therefore, if, if, if we lose sight of that, and if we, if we forego the framework of our own constitution and governance, or maybe don't even teach it at all, we will lose our heritage and culture too. Any evidence of that happening? Yeah. Other than all of it. Other than all of the evidence every day, nothing, no other evidence. So far... We're 24 hours into this. Texas has, as Ron DeSantis urged them to do on our show yesterday, stayed the course. Congrats to Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton for that. The Attorney General. So far, the Supreme Court has done nothing. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? I'll tell you why. It's pretty simple, actually. Because there's nothing the Supreme Court can do. That, that's why. There, there's nothing they can do. Okay. Who was that? Uh, Louise Mensch or whatever. That, who, kept, who, who grew a... Uh, who was the chick on Twitter in the first year of the Trump administration who grew an entire Twitter following off of posting things like the sergeant of arms at the Supreme Court is coming to arrest Trump. Do you guys remember this chick? I do you don't. remember her, Aaron? I don't. Wasn't it Louise Mensch or something I, like I that was her re- name? I don't remember this. All right, there, she grew an entire following in 2017 with these fantastical Twitter, you know, scoops that the sergeant of arms, stuff like the sergeant of arms is coming to arrest. There's no power. You know why? Because that's intentional. Because the founders were like, why would we, we, we just let, we just, you know, a bunch of us just got shot up, shot to hell and our plantations burned because we, we thought people should have a right to vote for a government making the rules. So then why would we then just turn right around and give them a government that they don't get to vote for that makes all the rules? Why would we do that? That would be dumb, right? And that's why they didn't. And that's why responding to the anti-federalists who were concerned the courts had too many sweeping powers. Alexander Hamilton writes in the Federalist 78, 
It may truly be said to have courts have neither force nor will, but merely judgment. Opinions. They're bloggers. Smart ones, but that's really what they are. They're just, they're just bloggers. Oh, Steve. Are you, are you, I mean, are you saying, are you saying that the people that we vote for can just do whatever they want? No. I'm saying that you can. Actually. That, that the Constitution begins with what words? We the people. We the people. I'm saying you can. I'm saying you can. That, that we have these things called elections. People don't follow the Constitution the way you want them to. Vote them out. What if the people don't want to, Steve? Well, then there's no, there's no solution for that. Then we're done here. We're doomed and eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And, you know, we're six weeks till Selection Sunday. Enjoy, enjoy the accoutrements of Americana while you can because the framework and fundamentals of such are doomed. That's the answer. There is, there is no cure for the corruption of the people. There isn't one in any form of government, but certainly not in one determined by self-government. There's no cure for the corruption of the people. Now, what if the Biden administration decides it's going to try to turn around and order this same National Guard to cut the barbed wire? Well, that would be the next stage of this. Who's in charge? Ultimately. But again, even if the National Guard followed an edict from Biden, because those would be the only people that he could order to act, every other vestige of law enforcement in the state of Texas, other than the FBI and the National Guard, every other vestige of law enforcement in Texas would be under the direct supervision and jurisdiction of the governor, not the president of the United States. Well, Steve, it, it sounds like states have a lot of power. Well, I, I, uh, yeah, no, they, they actually do. They always have. But we're not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We're a nation of political will, and we always will be. So this is a situation to watch. So far, Texas has said, yeah, we're not doing that. We're going to put the needs of the 30 million people in this state suffering because of this invasion ahead of the opinions of five people on the Supreme Court who don't give a damn about them. We're going to do that instead. And thank you to Greg Abbott and his attorney general, Ken Paxton, for that. In the coming days, if this continues and there's no response not do you know what that means <laughs> it means we could have just been doing this the entire time that's what it means could have just been doing it the whole time hey my legislature never said we're killing babies in my state so as governor we're just boarding up all the Planned Parenthoods good luck to you what's the Supreme Court gonna do Send in the Roe versus Wade Swiss Guard to open them back up. We, we literally could have just done this the entire time. The entire time. We didn't. 
And why? Bad answers only. Bad answers only. Gentlemen, it is really. Well, that that seems to be the case with almost every question you ask nowadays, yes. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Well, I'm hoping our governor, Kim Reynolds, is uh, paying attention, and she has largely along these kind of lines. Her instincts have been good because we just had a federal judge swoop in and say that our uh, anti-groomer legislation uh, is illegal and cannot be enforced, and I hope uh, that uh, she's feeling uh, exactly what Steve was just laying down. Yeah, this is political will playing out before our eyes, hopefully. At least that's what it looks like for for right now anyway. Not a nation of laws, never have been. Nation of political will always will be. All it just, all it takes is for one person with power, in this case, two people with power, to tell people without power to pound sand Mm -hmm. and um, try enforcing that. Okay? Um, The motto of Texas seems to be right now, uh, come and cut it. Come and cut it. Come and cut the razor, razor wire. Come and try. We need that more on yeah. not just not just those with positions of power. We need that in our local communities. Sometimes some of you need it in your own <laughs> in your own fa- families. Um, but we yep. need that more on the granular level mm-hmm. more than anything else. And showing you so far now it's been about forty eight hours so far. It seems to be working. What are they going to do? Are they going to start shooting uh, Texas uh, National Guardsmen, Department of Public Safety? Are they? Because that's what it would basically take right now, forcibly removing them. At least if they try to do that, we have some more answers to questions. Sure we do. The court's been an emotionally uh, manipulative bully for a long time. Scott Farkas just got punched in the nose. Yep. This is what happened. It's that simple. And you're seeing who truly has dominion. That's our theme of the year, I believe, correct? Yes. More in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, let's get right to it because we have an abbreviated buy, sell, or hold this week. You guys know the rules. You provide the submissions. Aaron has them. Todd and I have not seen them. Aaron selects them. Todd, you and I will determine, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? All right. And if you use your hold whatsoever, then you have completely punked out. And you're going to have to, you're going to, have to find some way to publicly embarrass yourself more than when Vivek Ramaswamy tried to give Trump a kiss last week and Trump just was like, get off me. Something even more cringy, just self-immolating and, and, and 
from a just a dude code standpoint, just even more emasculating than that. Nope, vinegar for everyone. No? No. All right, then we're going. We're, we're giving you a take on every single one. No surrender. Here we go. Aaron. We will begin with Aaron Riali, who says the previous uh, correct idea that we should be doing uh, caucuses instead of primaries has been rendered irrelevant since the media has discovered they can subvert it. It should take a couple hours to horse trade, but we'll call it within minutes. Sell. Because ultimately, uh, uh, that's utter nonsense. And it has to be dealt with just like it had to be dealt with last time and wasn't. But this one's on Iowans. They did this. Um, I will buy. Um, I think there's only one thing that at this point we could do that would inoculate us from the, uh, the Fox News Boomer Brigade. And that's nominating conventions. That's too much work. I mean, the, the, the work of, you know, going to your county convention, then being selected to go to the state convention and then giving up a weekend. For, that's just, that's, that's too much. That's too many episodes of Jesse Waters, man, you're going to miss. And you're just not going to do that. All right. That's just, you know, you can't have, I mean, that's, that's too many nights without the dulcet tones of Lori Ingram. So um, that's, that may be the one, I think that's the one thing we have left um, that will inoculate us from uh, the zombified Fox News boomer brigade is nominating conventions. I, I agree. I think it, it's even penetrated the caucus bubble as, as we saw in Iowa last Monday night. I will buy. Next, we go to Ben Myers. Todd will still bash Texas, even though we all saw Iowa choose a stale Cheeto over a $280 steak. That's I mean, you're on Twitter saying this. Do you follow me on Twitter? I, yeah, I quote tweeted that yes. with, um, and this wasn't even all the examples, quote tweeted that with uh, probably close to 10 examples of Todd lambasting Iowa evangelicals in the last week. I believe I just did a 20-minute a monologue on why Texas might be setting an example that the country has needed for about the last 150 years, correct? I Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't want... To mess with Texas. I am cheering for this. Like, but enough of the butt hurt. If you're guilty, you're guilty. If you're not, you're not. That's it. And everybody, everybody gets to be put in that spotlight. Yep. Next, we go to Sean Griffiths. Texas will fold on the border dispute with the feds. They put up uh, with and then reelected the guy who mandated outdoor face masks in the summer. If they can't stand up to that, no way they're standing up here. Well, there are, I'm going to sell because they're already standing up to them. Okay. So on, on some level, we have an example that this can be done. For the last 24 plus hours, they have stood up to the Supreme Court and nothing has happened because the Supreme Court has neither force nor will to actually enforce its edicts. All right. So I'm going to sell. Now, I'm not, as, I, as you guys heard, as I just laid this out last segment, man, and I, I think I might have taken more time um with disclaimers and cautions and caveats than I did the actual analysis. <laughs> okay. It was funny, but, but they are currently defying it. Yes. All right. And so I'm going to sell. And you are right to, I will just not even devil's advocate. I will hedge with a buy because as you were talking, Steve, one of the great lines of all of American cinema came into my head. Scott Glenn's captain Bartman Cuso from the USS Dallas and Hunt for Red October. The hard part about playing chicken is knowing when to flinch. 
And if Biden and his rainbow jihad military decide they're going to go on there and test the resolve, we're going to find out. So I don't, it's very, they're doing it right now, but they're doing it right now in a purely theory driven way. And the left always seems to be ready and willing to let's take this all the way. And we aren't. So, hey, you're in my prayers, though, Texas, you're in my prayers. Next, we change gears, going to Bruce Jenner's uterus. Uh, with Greatest top, Twitter name of all time. Top 10 best childhood movies from the 80s in no particular order. Goonies. Absolute yeah, buy. Yeah. Yep. The Never Ending Story. Hated that movie. Yeah. Hated it. I think so. most, people, most people would agree, though. Sell. That's the one with the big dog, right? Yeah. Big flying dog, yeah. And the stupid song. Yeah, sell. Hated e. that movie. Yeah. Overrated film. But oh. it's an absolute classic, so Gosh, I have to buy. How on earth do you come down on overrated with ET? Tried to watch it three times. The kid, I fell asleep all three times. I finally watched it with my own kids, and I thought it was just okay. Yeah, that's just weird. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm not, uh, believe me. You know why you've not heard that opinion before? I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Labyrinth. It's like I, I. It's what I think, but I know it's wrong. But I can't stop thinking it, and I know it's wrong. That's why I've not said it before ever until now. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. Labyrinth. That's I'm the still uh, David Bowie. That's I, the David Bowie I've one. I've never right? seen it. It's been a it's been a long time since I've, I've seen never that. Never seen it. All right, but I'll I'll buy. Okay. Stand by me. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You want your you want your child watching that film unless you want them to develop an entirely new vocabulary. Yeah. But it's a great film. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Of course. Of course. Christmas Story. Of course. Yes. Karate yep. Kid. Of course. Yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Of course. Yes. Red Dawn. Wolverines. Freaking love. Yep. Red Dawn. Yep. Yeah. Great list. There's other na- movies we could have put on that list, but sure. it's a pretty good list overall. Yeah. I just I hated the Never Ending Story as a kid. Couldn't stand it. Pat Oney says the 2024 election will have record-breaking low voter turnout. Mm, I, I, I don't I, think record-breaking. I'm going to sell. I'm, volume, I'm, but it's yeah, yeah, low. I'm, I'm going to sell because it hasn't been determined yet how many votes the Democrats will need. That's true. So Good point. Really, you know, it's really hard to gauge overall turnout until the Democrats get an idea of how many votes they're going to need. So I sell. Edgy Sandwich says Taylor Swift is being groomed for a future presidential run. Why not? I mean, are that you ready? That was exactly word for word my reaction. What about, Why are you guys not? ready for the Taylor Swift, Nancy Mace presidential election? Vote Mace to save America or you hate Jesus. <laughs> you guys know that. I mean, that's, that's the only way this can end if the country doesn't end first. What's yes. the president in idiocracy? Like Nacho Supreme? Uh, beef, beef, beef Supreme, Supreme. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Beef Supreme. Yes. Sure. Freaking love idiot. I might have to watch that again. Here's the thing. You guys give me an ethical judgment on this. Noah is about to turn 17. Is he old enough to watch uh, Idiocracy with the old man yet? Yeah. Think so? Yeah, I would yeah. think so. Okay. Because it's pretty profane. I mean, it's brilliantly profane. Every, pro- all, every profane thing in idiocracy is useful. There's, there's like, it's, it, there's, there's abundant profane, but none of it is just, you know. Superfluous. Yeah, yeah un- un- unnecessary. It's, it is, it is, if you were, if you had no biblical worldview, but you looked at this culture just very honestly, this is the, and, and assessed it, this is exactly what you would say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You would say this. Yeah. 
Next, we go to Story Steve, who says the Republican Party is now as irrelevant as the Whig Party of the 1850s and will split into two factions after the November 2024 elections. I'll, I'll sell. I don't think there's any chance of anything like that happening until uh, the boomers have finished uh, um, circling uh, the mountain. And, and we may not have a country by then, so I'll sell. I think, yeah. we, I think we, missed a, we missed the window to do that, in my view. Yeah, we're too apathetic as a people. Agreed. Back to that we the people thing to I agree. make what you're saying happen. Yeah, I agree. Andrew Parr says this. Uh, sorry for those of you listening on podcast. I'm not sure who that is, what gift that is. But uh, he says, this is the look you give after watching the news and your pre-mill friends start talking about Christ gathering up all the church before the tribulation begins. I don't know what he's trying to say. I don't I, either. That's I, why I think I'm going to sell. I think it's bold. So okay. that's why I took it. Or you just wanted to throw something in there that used the word tribulation. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll sell. I don't know what it means. I'm sorry. I don't know what it means. Either. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I, at this point, my answer is I'm Catholic. I don't know what that means. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. touchdown. <laughs> uh, Esther Wolber has this list from the New York Times, best actors of the 21st century so far. Uh, who is that? Cersei Ronan. Cersei Ronan. I don't know who that is. She's a the girl that was in like the... The bird, or was it the bird? I have no idea you'd, who that is. You'd recognize her. I do. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know the name though, so I have to sell. Number nine, Viola Davis. Great actress. Great. Yeah. Uh, eight is, is it Zhao Tao. I don't know who I that is. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Seven, Tony Servio. No idea who yeah, that is. I think Esther is really trying to. Yeah. It's not time. Esther. It's the New York Times. This oh. is from their oh, list. Oh, okay. okay. So Esther is providing the troll. Yes. Esther's the yeah, smart sorry. one here. I yeah, got you. Okay. Right. Right I, I'm pretty sure that's what. I'm pretty okay. sure that's what this is. Got it. Number six, Song Kang Ho. No clue who no that idea. is. I'm. I'm sure they're terrific. Number five, Nicole Kidman. That's I mean, random. That is very random. <laughs> you know, my wife. You know, uh, my wife knows Nicole. Kid I would have previously said, like Emily Blunt, I would Wait, watch I Nicole Kidman read the phone book, but then AMC Theaters came up with those promo ads with Nicole Kidman that they have run them relentlessly in front of every movie for the last three years, and I'm, I've moved on. So, what this are you going to say, Don? This is a weird list. It is a very weird yeah, list. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe we should just bail out. Keanu Reeves? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is one of the top 10 actors of the 21st century. Yeah. I Keanu think, is? I think, I think Keanu would say, guys. Exactly. I'm... Slow your roll. I'm, I mean, I'm not yeah. bad at this, but, you know, let's... I'm okay with Daniel Day-Lewis. He creeps me out. I mean, he, he literally inhabits roles, and, and I find him creepy. Uh, yeah. Let's eject on this. Uh, Jim Osmond says... The Denzel's worst... number one, though. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Jim Osmond says, the worst part of Detroit doing well in the playoffs is that we don't get to hear Steve's rants about the Lions letting him down and clarifying obscure NFL rules anymore. Sell. This is the best part, actually. Yeah, oh, no. because you guys had to hear it off the air even more than yeah. others had to hear it on the air. Yes. I miss I miss the dark magic. I, do. I mean, I'm happy for him, but I, I do miss the dark magic. I mean, I don't. It's not as if there are not other places to go and find dark magic at work in our culture right True. now. Next, Sam Wirtz <clears throat> says Mason DeSantis accurately predicts the outcome of Super Bowl. What is it? Uh, Fifty eight yeah. Chiefs over the Forty ers that's uh, DeSantis's. Uh, yeah, he kid. put that video out yeah. yesterday. That was adorable. Yeah, um, I think it's plausible, so I, I can buy it. Sure, I think I think the problem the Lions have on Sunday <clears throat> is it reminds me a lot. Well, first of all, tell me if Debo Samuel plays or not, because every game this year that Debo Samuel's played at all, the 49ers have won. Every game this year, the every every game they've lost is a game that he didn't take a single snap. So. 
Right now they're saying he's 50-50. That tells me he's going to play. But this reminds me of when the first time Michigan made the playoff and had to go against Georgia. And, and you know, Michigan playing this, like, physical slugfest style with all these, you know, new age offenses. And you saw what they did to Ohio State. Well, now they're playing Georgia, who plays the exact same style, but with a higher level of recruit. And it kind of feels that way. I mean, I take Jared Goff over Brock Purdy at quarterback. But, you know, the Lions have a really good linebacker group. The 49ers have the best linebacker group in the NFL. The Lions have a Pro Bowl tight end. The 49ers may have the best tight end in the NFL. The Lions have the best running back combo in the in the league. The 49ers have the best running back in the NFL. I see where I'm going with this. It just kind of feels like they're playing their mirror image, but but you know the other team is a couple of years ahead of them, uh, with you know in development. It's your team, so it's a, but you're way overthinking this thing. Just look at last week, the the, the Packers, um, played. Every bit as good of football, if not better. And all of a sudden, Jordan Love decided he was going to become a rookie in the fourth quarter. Like that, if you can, if you can run, the, we we gashed them. Yeah. With our running game, I saw. I watched and it, yeah. our defense, we were just flying to the ball. Which, I mean, my goodness, Dan Campbell and his defense. I did, this this game was well within your grasp. I mean, the 49ers don't suck or anything like that, but don't overthink it. It's well within your grasp. Well, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Next, you got to be able to run the ball, though. If I you, agree with that. If yeah. you can't, you because can. Goff's game is the play action pass. You're right. Yes. Ready? Ready. Okay. Yep. Uh, Matt's collection has this sequel movies that are better than their right. original. Here we go. This is a good list. All right. Terminator 2. Absolutely. Terminator 2 is a It's banger. a great film. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. Hell to the no. I, and I, I think you need drug tested, honestly. I didn't see it. Honestly, honestly, submit to a drug test at work. With that take, Matt. I don't even remember you like reviewing. It's not a good movie. Yeah, I didn't no. see it. Can't hold the original's jockstrap. Tron Legacy. I never saw. No. Like, I don't think I mean, I've it's a better seen... made film, but the first Tron was a better film. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. It, it, it's one of yeah. the greatest movies ever made. So, yeah, I'll buy. Aliens. Absolutely, it's better yeah, than the original. I'll buy that so. too. Yep. Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi. I agree. It's better than the first Spider- you, 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 you missed the most obvious one. Or you missed two obvious ones, actually. The Dark Knight is better than Batman Begins, as great as Batman Begins is. And The Godfather Part Two is considered, you know, mm-hmm. it is probably better than even the first movie. But overall, except for one... Maybe uh, the Two Towers? Uh, that's a, is that better than the Return of the King? I agree. It is better. Yeah. Well, I, and I would say... Return of the King is Return probably of the King better. Is, than, yeah. I think Return of the King might be the greatest movie ever made. Uh, but um, not a bad list, except for one take that I do think requires you to submit to a drug test at work. But I'll buy your list overall. Uh, next, we go to uh, Pumpkin Cat 1031, top five Beatles, double-sided singles. Number five, I Want to Hold Your Hand, and I saw her standing there. They probably sold a lot of copies of that. I'll buy. Number yeah. four, Love Me Do, P.S. I Love You. Same. These Back in the day, this is how singles were released, yeah. dude, on 45s. That's what they're doing. Okay. Yep. Three, Come Together, and Something. Uh, the first two tracks on Abbey Road, I mean one of the greatest albums of all time by two hey jude revolution i mean hey jude was their most highest selling single of all time so you have to buy that yeah and number one penny lane and strawberry fields from uh, magical mystery tour i would probably put switch two and one because hey jude's their greatest single selling single ever but that's a great list man i'll buy it you bet 
Uh, one more before we get out of here this segment. Nicole Mitchell says, sorry, Todd, did you want to chime in on that at all? No, sorry, no. I just I, kind of steamrolled no, over. Don't worry about it. Uh, Nicole Mitchell says there should be a national primary voting day. One state should not get to choose our candidate. By the time they get to Texas, several have already dropped. I, I agree with your sentiment, but what you want will create the opposite exactly. effect. Exactly. I promise you. All right, you are you are playing right into the Fox News boomer con hands with what you're asking for. All right. You'll just make whoever whoever the corporatists give the most money to and just buys a bunch of ads that lazy people saw play on Fox News from, you know, super PACs yeah. that, that that's that will not get you the your set your desire to not. I agree with you. I'm an Iowan. I'm, yeah. I'm also complaining. The fact that one guy got seven and a half percent of the registered Republicans in Iowa should not in the 36th most populous state should not end this process. Right. I agree. But what you're advocating is a is a solution in search of a problem. Yes. I mean, you're, you're going to make it much worse with what you want. You're basically just going to have this thing just played out on Fox News with no vote of the people every single time. Yep. All right, we'll come back. Peter McCullough is here when we return. Don't miss it. Next. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here alongside Todders and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the show. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also, if you are a podcast listener, leave us a five-star review. Thank you to all of you that have done that. We hope to hit 10,000 of those this year. We're about five, 600 away, last I checked. Thank you to all of you that have left us five-star reviews, particularly on iTunes, uh, which is the biggest podcast uh, provider, and hit subscribe or if you are on iTunes follow and that way every time we do a new episode it will show up in your feed every single time so thank you very much for that too Uh, this part of the show brought to you by our friends over at my patriot supply if you are concerned that at any point in time hey that could never happen here it happens here again Make sure you're prepared with our friends at My Patriot Supply. Uh, get started by going to preparewithdace.com, and there you're going to save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, they've helped millions of Americans uh, and their families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next to be prepared. Sealed inside ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years with proper storage, provide over 2,000 calories a day. That's breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. There's nearly two dozen different types of meals inside, so you can mix and match for variety as well. Eat right when things go wrong with this three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. With $200 in savings, you get enough for each family member that deserves your protection. So go to preparewithdace.com, and if you order by 3 p.m. today, uh, you'll get free same-day shipping. If you order by 3 p.m. today, plus the $200 off at preparewithdace.com, preparewithdace.com. We just got off the phone with Peter McCullough. I had a chance to talk to Peter myself. He is overloaded with patience, man. And that uh, that has to come first. And there was a chance that he might be clear here in about 15 or 20 minutes, but we didn't want to 
we didn't want to make do anything that would get in the way of him feeling like I've got to rush through something to honor this commitment. So we're just going to reschedule him at a time that it is more convenient for him. Yep. All right. Uh, with that said, then, I guess we are going to have a regular buy, seller, hold, Aaron. You said you've got plenty more, so let's yep. rock and roll. Uh, we'll go to Jared Caswell, who says, based on the current state of the Republican Party, referring to somebody as a rhino should now be used as a compliment among the few true conservatives that remain in the party. So I, I have been saying off and on for years that we are the rhinos now. I mean, if you look at... Uh, the people that run this party, from Mitch McConnell to uh, Mike Johnson, and before him, Kevin McCarthy, and before him, John Boehner, and after him, Paul, uh, uh, what was his name? The Ryan. Paul Ryan, yeah, the workout guy. <laughs> we, are the, we are the rhinos. And, <laughs> you know, I know a little bit about an abusive relationship because I grew up in one. But we are always the people that are the most likely to show up and vote for these people every single election. And on the rare, in the rare moment, one of our people beats them in a competitive primary. They're always the first people to abandon us. Well, I'm not voting for that. But we are, of course, just terrible people if we don't vote for them. But they get to do whatever they want to us. You know, so I mean, this this has been true for a long time. I, I think to. To specifically, how do I put this? I know that, and this is where this is where the confusion and division comes from on our side. I know that right now Trump sounds an awful lot like many of the people that I just talked about. He sounds an awful lot like them when he starts talking about issues. But, but prior to COVID, he actually had a record on these issues much better than any of them. Now, you wouldn't know it because he doesn't really bring up his record a lot. Doesn't really talk about what they did a lot. Um, and, and much of what he is saying is, I'm going to go back and do stuff I promised you I was going to do before and didn't get done. Or when he's not doing that, I mean, I could just take clips of you know, talk, Trump talking about abortion. And, and, and we could go get lines from McCain 08 and Romney 12 and just tell you who said this. And they, they, they would be, you know, except for the nomenclature and the, the you know, the, the, the cut of the jib, uh, it, it, they would be, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't know the difference. But that, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a record. So that... This has been an ongoing problem in this party, really, since the contract with America. This is this is a thirty-year problem, and I and 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 Trump's neither the cause of it, and frankly, neither the solution for it. Yeah, I think you, you're answering indirectly the way I would answer. I, I'm I'm selling the uh, be, because I think we're focusing on the wrong term there, conservative. And what that means is the bigger issue, because hmm. it's not just about ideas; it's about actions. Right, and, you have to be conserving something. Yeah, yeah, we, we're not. We, that's an action. Yes, and and also the number we have to whatever term we identify ourselves as, we have to make it so that people like Nikki Haley don't want any part of it. But here's the, they've been co-opting that term forever. 
because they know that they can and they know that they can get away with it. What is a conservative? That's the term we really need to focus on. Next, we go to Drew Proshuk, who says the desire of the sports pros to engage in the soap opera for men is an innate desire that men have been given for fighting or competition. However, it's a twisted way in which men engage in battle, but should be directed towards that which is a destroying culture, churches and family. So I think translating here a, a little bit, the desire, the, the innate uh, desire that that typically is found in in uh, penis possessors comes from a place of desiring competition, which is how we were designed. But it's been being channeled in a way uh, and to a degree that's not healthy. That this should is be channeled elsewhere. This is another. So you're essentially saying that this is this is the equivalent of I'd, I'd rather just watch porn in the basement than go find a woman. Yeah. Kind of what you're saying. Yeah. And and where that energy is supposed to be directed. OK. And I'm wasting it on something that is completely unproductive. Um, just in essence, it's unproductive. Yeah. Right now, I'm, as someone who loves sports. Uh, has, has learned a lot in life about uh, learned a lot about life through sports and did covered sports professionally for a living. There is much high there the, when and, and of course, Todd's entire family is a sports family. That's what's kind of ironic about this is people are coming at Todd uh, for his sports bro commentary when the Urzans have literally been a marauding band of, 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 of athletic travelers. All right. Given the the emphasis that they placed on it in their family, um, but it's because of the the lessons that it teaches. It's it's and and it's within its proper context. Not that it's a substitute for something. Okay. And so, if that's the analogy, then I will buy it. Like I I will just tell you, I don't have any. I love sports. I watch a ton of sports. It, it's it's almost the only TV I watch. You know. I have no interest in the melodrama with it. I, I, I just, I don't care. I, I like the competition. I like the games. Like I asked you yesterday about our local sports station. How often do they talk about the games? And, and you told me it almost never happens. I used to work at that station, by the way. Um, that's why I listen to sports betting podcasts. Because all they care about is the results of the games. You know, but if, if that's the application you're making... Because I, I do think in its proper context, sports has great value to society that pornography has none of, okay, in any context. But if you're saying that by becoming a sports bro, I am now reducing sports to pornography and I'm treating it the way that I treat porn as a substitute for a real relationship with a woman, in that case, I think that's a great analogy then and I will buy. Yeah, I agree. As a cultural scourge, I would say pound for pound. Uh, Sports fandom is every bit as debilitating to our culture now as pornography is. It uh, and again, it I see, but in my family, you know, we we count our blessings and do what we can to pay back, which is why uh, I've borne the cost at the school board meetings. Why my daughter was the poster child for Save Girl Sports. The opposite, clearly, it's like a it's. It, it's objectively just true at this point that sports broism makes the average American male dumber, weaker, more apathetic. I, I dare you to even try to argue any of those points. 
because it isn't it isn't just about the game. It's 24/7 wall to wall online podcasts. The it's 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 become an absolute scourge. It's something that nefarious absolutely figured out. A great freedom sitting down and watching a game. But it's it's not enough. It's become a cult. You know, I've I've talked before about how the the culture war has evolved from what are the limits of uh, human behavior and agency and 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 um, conscience. Does anything bind that, or can you do anything you want, provided the 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 party you're doing it with is consenting? Is there any higher authority than that? And 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 so we sought to, in our sinfulness, we sought to exploit the the drives and ambitions and gifts that God has instilled in us beyond uh, the way God uh, intended, or in ways contrary to what He intended. And to and that now the new thing is to deny those things altogether. Right? Okay. Well, in another life, before you got into this, you went to what school? Umpiring. Oh, you mean yeah, oh, you, umpiring school. Uh, yeah. umpiring I school. thought you were talking okay. about college. I, I, I umpired literally games as a high school, yeah. you know, as a guy who played sports in high school, yeah. I, I umpired literally games for for money. And um, I'd have to throw a parent out every now and then for becoming unruly, okay? I'm sure you experienced some of that, you know, going through umpiring mm-hmm. school and when you umpire youth stuff, you know, mm-hmm. even today, right? But similar to... When I've, when I've said this jokingly, I'm not advocating this, but jokingly, that we're almost to the point now that if I, it used to, when our parents came home early from work, they were terrified they were going to come home and find us having sex with our girlfriends and walk in on that, right? And nowadays, things have deteriorated so much that you almost are relieved at first. Okay, my kid's not trans, my kid's not homo, and actually will act on a, uh, you know, will actually act on a relationship with, you see, that's how far we've deteriorated, that it's almost, the, the outrage and, and terror almost causes a relief at first. Okay, well, at least something natural is occurring, all right? Now we'll punish it. You know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say? That in a similar vein, the, the acting out from the stands and taking the games way more important don't you almost miss that? Because now what I hear you telling me is, we just don't even talk about the games at all. It's just the soap opera surrounding it. What conference is this team going to? How much PSI was in Tom Brady's football? Uh, who are, who is it, uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Taylor Swift dating? That it, that it, 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 it we've gone it, at least the at least counting the games more important than they should be had some was it was a perversion of a natural drive. Now, the games just don't even matter at all. I want the soap opera around the games. I want to I debate, you know, expansion and formats and rules and not take the games seriously on any level. Is that, am I making sense? Maybe that's a terrible yeah, analogy. Making, I don't know. You're making sense. It, it does bring out the worst of us. I just, for the, for the average American male, tell me which idol is bigger. And I mean idol. And that's not a good thing. You can't rationalize that away. It's breaking us. It's made us very passive and weak, watching a sport that is brutal. But it doesn't bring out any of that in us. We will not fight. It's making us weaker. It's making us dumber. Daniel Garrett says Caitlin Clark initiated the contact with the Ohio State student and thus should have been charged with a foul. Also, she definitely flopped after the contact. I heard about this, haven't seen the clip. I, and I mean, I just, this isn't kind of an example though. Does the game, you, 
if you're an, what should matter more that Ohio State beat the number two team in the country and maybe the greatest player in the history of women's basketball or you know what happened after the game storming the court isn't this the perfect follow-up to the conversation we were just having in a way that that's going to get way more conversation than the fact that that's among the biggest wins Ohio State women's basketball has had in the history of the program and they've had a they've had a pretty good women's basketball program for a year they've been to final fours okay but that that I don't Aaron clearly didn't have a clue how you and I were going to take this but but those back-to-back are perfect because it kind of symbolizes, again, the the soap opera surrounding the game. I did this on purpose you did? Okay. for once. The soap opera <laughs> for once. For once, Steve, I actually did try to set you guys up. Yes, thank you. Um, but it, this just goes to show the soap opera surrounding yeah. the game is more important than the game. And it's contagious. You re- this is uh, She has been a model for girls. And, it and took, so for that, I'm going to sell. It took me it yeah. took me 24 hours while this was going on, and then finally I was interested enough to look at some of the videos on to look at this, but the, 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 the thing that made it the problem was what Caitlin Clark did in the past when it had to do last year with all the LSU stuff um, and Angel Reese and what a terrible role model she was. Caitlin Clark always took the high road here. Caitlin Clark's been doing this. It's got it's clearly gotten to her head a little bit uh, because the interview with her afterwards she just kind of went all melodramatic and said, yeah, that was kind of a dangerous situation. All she had to say was, hey, pfft, you know what? I'm fine. Dusted my knee off. It's, I, it, it just bumped into something and move on. But she, you, it's did, t- she did she play it up? It's tough. Oh, she played it did up. She? But because again, I haven't is, followed any of this every, at all. I'm aware of it, but I have not followed any of the details at all. This is sports broism. Sports. It. Your your team is always the one getting screwed by the refs. But you love it when the other team gets screwed. It's it, if and it's not just you can't compartmentalize. It's clear it doesn't happen. You have all kinds of sets of rules. It's just, people complain all the time about you know public schools and what well, you you send there eight times a day. What you, you, even if you're raising them as a Christian, the drip drip drip. This is hap- this is what's happening to men. They have no idea the level of psychosis they are under, and how they act and just can they hear themselves when they talk about the things and they clearly matter most to them. They just I don't have to guess. You don't fight like this about anything else. You've got to start asking questions. If that's just a cruise control, you can keep this country on. It's the biggest idol in American men in this country. Next, we go to Tiny Johnny. Mount Rushmore professions we grew up respecting in the 80s, but you better keep an eye on now. In no particular order, doctors. Oh, yep. uh, preach. Police officers. Yep. Politicians, Republicans specifically. Uh, since we're talking yep. Republicans specifically, yeah, I'll buy. Yep. And teachers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. But you got a game to watch. Now I'm just pissed, man. It's all right there. Another satisfied customer. It's all right there. Zach Norris. Who was that? Who was it that? Who was it that sent that thing about? Yeah, what was his name? Uh, which one? Uh, the, about uh, Caitlin Clark. Who was that? I can't. I I don't remember. Whoever you are, what did you do? That's the one before that too. And, and then you're going to come at me. Why can't we just touch whoever you are? Game? What did you do? Why can't I just have a hobby? Zach Norris says <laughs> the reason that it's so difficult for the rich man to get to heaven is because he's so comfortable. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the things of this world have rewarded him. So, yeah, he's, he is, uh, and, and, and therefore he is, he is not as vulnerable to instant, it doesn't mean he's invulnerable, you know, because you can have stock market crashes, you can have COVID lockdowns, you know, you can have lots of things. But on a day-to-day basis, he is largely immune from an immediate risk of suffering that the non-wealthy are not at risk for. And so they don't have as many things of this world to cherish that are, that are tying them down, that are binding them. Yeah, absolutely. You bet. Uh, my name is No says, if Gary Moeller was never fired, Michigan wins a few more natties until they hit the Miami sledgehammer of the early 2000s. Lloyd Carr is beloved but never remembered for the level of petty that prevented UM from hiring Les Miles and emptying the cupboard for when Rich Rod got there. So I, this is the subject I kind of know a lot about. Seems to be way too many. Yeah. moving parts it, there is this. too many moving parts and it's pretty what an obscure sports point from 30 years ago to want to debate I, now I mean, <laughs> can i just say and then i'll hear you but like here it just this is just recency drunken bias like if if what's the Mil- milro alabama's quarterback milro yeah if milro doesn't fumble in the what late third quarter early four early fourth me, quarter early yeah. fourth quarter yeah Michigan probably doesn't. Win. No, I'm not certain about that. But that was that's that was the pivotal. Yeah, point even in though the game. Michigan didn't score after that turnover, yeah. that was that was Alabama's chance to kind of oh, just yeah. put the game away. But you yeah. want to now, in your recency bias drunkenness, go all the way back and said, "Man, I mean, have you?" Seen, there was just a graphic I saw like the last twenty-five the games, like Michigan's won like six of. I'm correct me if I'm seven five. Of the last 25 the games i mean ohio state's dominated like can just can you just enjoy this game you I know. won you just as won to your, as season. your point moeller had already had four lost seasons with very talented teams in consecutive years he had kind of lost the culture of the team so i i don't agree with that um and then on uh i don't even remember what the the second part was so but good no I, the first I, part no I, I don't agree with this that. drunken sports proism don't do i mean come on man just one enjoy this didn't change it's not a time machine it's not an opportunity to change history just enjoy it are you all ready for this one <laughs> probably not. i don't think you are <laughs> scott campbell has the top karaoke songs at the queers for palestine party. <laughs> that's right make me happy let me just read that's phenomenal let me read all of these all together okay okay careless whisper <laughs> up on the roof push it Free fallen, oh my God! Learning to fly, and everybody must get stoned. <laughs> I see what you did there, Scott. Yeah, Scott, when you're see when you're not that is one of the greatest submissions we have ever had, guys. It absolutely is. When you're not sports pro, and look at your mind expands, and you come up with the wisdom of the ages. Read those song titles again, Aaron. In case people are like, "Did I just?" Yes, run through that list. Scott one more Campbell time. has the top karaoke songs at the Queers for Palestine party. Careless Whisper, Up on the Roof, Push It, Free Fallen, Learning to Fly, and Everybody Must Get Stoned. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh my. Dude. That is George Carlin level of commentary right there. I mean, that is... I mean, are you... I mean, I... I am in awe. Straight up. I am in awe and send me your resume. I mean, I just, I am blown away by that. 
the amount of brilliance and subtext there. I, I mean, that's wow. Somebody's still standing a post. Yes. I mean, brother, that is, that is some next level stuff, man. That is phenomenal. Next up, this is not really a buy sell hold. Good luck submission. following that. Whoever's yeah. next, yeah. And this is not a buy sell hold sub- submission so much as it is, as it is uh, an opportunity for some clarification. Uh, Beach Hawk eight seventy four says buy sell hold. Shout out to Shannon Joy for her first completely self run show on Monday. Sorry, Aaron. Um, if you're a fan of Oron McIntyre, the Steve Day Show, and the Shannon Joy Show, all of those shows, you're probably very con- confused. I'm not the same person as Oron McIntyre. He's way smarter than I am. Uh, Shannon has a new producer named Aaron who sounds like me. We are not the same person. So we just need to qu- clarify that. I know it's confusing. And he, he does sound like me. I've heard his voice. He kind of sounds like me. We are not the same person. So I just wanted to take that You're not opportunity. not moonlighting on me? No, no. I just wanted to okay. take that opportunity to clarify probably a necessary uh, clarification. Another one from Zach Norris. If I showed up on Todd's lawn, lightsaber in hand, and challenged him to a duel, it would be a dude code violation not to accept the challenge. No, I, I'd be the scene in Indiana Jones where I just pull out the gun and go bang. <laughs> Man, what'd you think was going to happen when you bring that weak sauce to me? Man, I remember the first time I saw that scene in a movie theater. Yeah. I la- I'm, I'm a little kid. I laughed out loud. Yeah. I mean, I laughed out loud. Dude, just waving all those swords around, just I laughed out loud. Um, I I'm gonna buy Zach's because I'm confident it is a troll. I'm confident it is. Okay, I am confident. I'm confident that Zach submitted one and then came back a few minutes later. Let me throw this one in too and see if I can get into Todd's skin. I'm confident that that's what it is. I I am confident that's not the legit dude code claim, but it's a straight up attempt to troll Todd into stroking out here on the show. And I respect that. So that's the dude code in action right there. When you find another dude's weak spot, even if you agree, just keep pinging at it over and over again. Oh, but it's just to get him to act out. Okay. It's not my weak spot. It's theirs. See, yeah. Well done, Zach. Bye. Yes. <laughs> next week, so, Zach. Next week, Zach's got a buy, sell, or hold on instant replay. That's my prediction. All sometime right? you and I need to like dress up as one of us is Jedi, the other is a Sith, and not tell Todd. And have just, just come in. Come in. Out. That might stroke me out. Just see what happens. That might. We could do it like jackass style, <laughs> like when the when the, when they go into that uh, that that uh, suit shop in Tokyo and the little tailors there, and the guy walks up to him and says, "Hey, do you know what time it is?" And the Japanese tailor in Tokyo can't speak English. I don't know. I don't. He goes, "Do you know what time it is?" I don't know. I don't know. And then he strips down and he's wearing like a thong and like a bow tie. And he says, "It's time to party." And he starts dancing right there. We could do that to Todd too. No, don't we could do just that. one day, don't one do day, that to anybody, the, one day in the dead of summer. All right, we've got nothing going on. Like, we're going to have like some major guest. And then he like, we're going to pretend he cancels. And we looked at Todd and we're like, you know what time it is, Todd? And like, I pull out my Jedi robe from underneath (laughs) here. And you and I just start acting it out. Todd would leave and go home (laughs) if he doesn't stroke out. He really would. Oh, gosh, that would be so good. That would be so good. (laughs) We even do the sound of it. We should do that on his birthday and get him a lightsaber and, and invite him to join in if he wants. Indeed. Uh, Pugilus, uh, or your Puglius says, um, this year, 
this list or die. Number one, three months of food. Well, we just talked about that, so bye. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Number two, a way to purify water. Never the worst idea. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Water mains can break, especially in the winter. Yeah. N- number three, a plan for sanitation and waste management. Yeah, I haven't come that far yet. I mean... I mean, that's what trees are for. But yeah, okay. and buckets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, a firearm and knowledge how to use it. That, that's that's kind of a perpetual thing, probably. But okay. Yeah. Be physically fit, specifically in the realm of cardio. Meaning, like yes. we're talking like like hundred miles and running kind of kind of stuff. Is that what we're talking? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Bye. Yes. Number seven, a group of like-minded people nearby. Man, see, I don't. That's pretty that, good. That's yeah. that's tough to come by, though. Yes, it is. Honestly, this is we're not. And you're kind of there's a contradiction, and you, you you've got some of the things that mean that you can be stationary while also saying you're going to have to be mobile. Uh, Nimble. Yeah, you're, I think you're displaying on your list on the must-haves that this thing, all your must-haves, you can't even have. When chaos ensues, chaos is going to ensue. I mean, I one of the hardest for me would be a group of like-minded people nearby just because much of what I think is considered terrible, you know? So how many people are willing to out themselves that, yeah, that's what I think too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we go to McCool. This will be our last one. Nikki Haley will claim that her childhood friends used to play hide the seek to bully her. <laughs> hide the seek as in S I K H. Yeah. Yeah. She's just shameless. Apparently, it's hard for a brown girl in the South in New Hampshire as well, apparently. You know? But, uh, oh, gosh. I, I'm just... I can't stand Nikki Haley. I'll just put it yeah. that way. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm often frustrated and flummoxed by Trump. I can't freaking stand Nikki Haley. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, well, yeah. buckle up because she's going to be around for a while. Yeah. At least till February 24th, at least. Yeah. Is that it? That's it for now. For now. We'll have more uh, bonus buy, seller hold in the overtime. Uh, that's coming your way. Again, if you're a Blaze TV subscriber at blazetv.com slash dace. When we come back, I don't think he's seeing patients. All right. Uh, so I think we're going to be able to go ahead and connect. <laughs> Can you I was his patient last week. He told me to uh, take, uh, I think it was dandelion extract and put that in my tea to really? help with my cough. And it, I think it helped a little bit. Okay. Daniel, the herbalist. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, professor of potions. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll be joined by the prophet of woe and lamentation next. Stay tuned. For a decade now, Patriot Mobile has been on the cutting edge of building the parallel economy as America's only American mobile phone company. We are proud to partner with them here on our show. We are proud in my family uh, to partner with them. Uh, They are our mobile phone provider as well with dependable nationwide coverage that gives you the ability to access all three major networks out there, which means you get the exact same coverage that you have been accustomed to without funding your enemies so when you switch to patriot mobile you're switching to a company that supports the exact same values 
that you do. And they do so with a 100% U.S.-based customer service team that does an outstanding job every time we've ever needed them as well. If you're a veteran or first responder, let them know when you're going to make the switch to Patriot Mobile. They have extra ways to say thank you for your service. For the rest of us, if you want to make the switch today, uh, use the offer code Steve. Offer code Steve to make the switch today to get a free activation with the offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or just give them a call. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT with the Uh, Offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Let's welcome in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. And Daniel, good to have you back. Let's get right to it here, brother. Let's let's talk about what is happening. I want to go. I want to get your take on what I mentioned at the top of the show. And just to kind of reset things, because you probably weren't tuning in and you were doing your own thing. Um, From 2021 to 2022, We watched the governor of Florida bring back a doctrine that was prevalent in the thinking of the founders, the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, the doctrine of interposition, that instead of his office being a siphon uh, from the from for D.C. to to filter down to uh, to to coerce and punish his people, he turned his office in opposition to D.C. to defend his people. And so these were that's what the that's why we have bureaucracies and branches of governments and things of that nature. The founders intended it to work that way. Well, now, at least for 24 hours anyway, we are seeing the governor of Texas and the attorney general there uh, test the bounds of judicial supremacy with the Supreme Court saying on Monday, uh, hey, the Biden administration, uh, you guys, they don't have to put up that uh, barbed wire there. You're allowed to take it down if you want. And we're seeing Texas just say, we're going to keep it there and we're going to keep building it. We're not going to move. And so far, there's been no reaction from the court at all because what action would they take? As Alexander Hamilton wrote in Federalist 78, they have neither force nor will. And that the executive has to determine uh, whether to act on the efficacy, meaning meaning the, 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 the accuracy, the wellness, the effectiveness of their ruling. Is that, it, does, that, does that line up with my oath of office? If it does, then I will do it. If it doesn't, I won't. And if you thought that if you wanted me to do what the courts told me to do and I didn't, then just vote me out of office. That's the way it's supposed to work. All right. But we have all operated for more than a century on judicial supremacy. And so far, so far, Texas is at least on for 24 hours behaving as reputationally we would want Texas to behave. I don't know how long this will go on. I don't know what will happen if the Biden administration tries to order the National Guard to tear down the, the, the barbed wire. Will they bring in Texas Rangers, sheriffs? Will they deputize people? Uh, will the governor do that in order to you know protect the people of Texas instead? But right now, we may be undergoing a very fascinating civics lesson in real time. What are your thoughts? So, Steve, I agree with your point that this reverberates well beyond just the border invasion, which obviously is a monumental issue in and of itself. This issue of judicial supremacism versus constitutional supremacism or constitutional decompartmentalism is the core issue, as you all know. It was the subject of my first book, Stolen Sovereignty, in 2015. And I warned, I said, look, after eight years of Obama, we might get a Republican president. And now it's true of the red states because it's very likely that's all we're going to have. Pick your best people that you want to be in office. And I promise you that if they would actually do the things you and I want to do, guess what? Courts come in deus machina and they will void out even though they don't have the power to do it. But the society and the body politic view it erroneously as such. And then we're screwed. 
I mean, th- this is a big problem because the only reason we don't have this problem more often with the courts is because Republicans suck. Mm-hmm. So they don't do a lot of good things. But if they actually did what we want them to do in the red states, we would have this more often. So what's funny is this ruling with Amy Barrett joining the left came down right as finishing my column on Amy Barrett and Kavanaugh screwing us on a bunch of tranny cases. Okay, so then this thing happens. And I agree that this is a seminal moment. And because it is so obnoxious and beyond the pale, the implication of what they're saying, that you have to allow Border Patrol to work with the cartels to break and vandalize Texas's uh, border security to facilitate an invasion, that I'm hoping that this will be the one thing we were pining for for a generation that will finally make this house of cards fall. Because again, this is the most important thing. The few good things we're doing in red states, the the dra- anti-drag show laws, the surgeries, uh, Indiana with not allowing uh, boys and girls bathrooms, uh, Supreme Court just allowed Seventh Circuit to stand that no, you have to let them in. But as you well articulated, um, Amy Barrett is not going to go to the Indiana school district mm-hmm. and escort the um, boy into the girl's bathroom. The superintendent, the principal just say, hey, that that's not happening here. Um, so what are you going to do? Send down the marshals? Well, first of all, the marshals are a different branch of government that, now that mm-hmm. is an allied branch under the Biden administration. But at the end of the day, um, the way things work is that all three branches of the federal government and state governments – swear an oath to the federal constitution that you can only take actions in concert with constitution. Now, the compact clause of the constitution says that states cannot raise an army and engage in war um, unless they are invaded or in imminent danger. In other words, if they're in imminent danger and invaded, they could even engage in offensive actions. In other words, Texas would be able to take the Texas military forces and go into Mexico. So the Shycoms go red dawn and just start paratrooping into San Antonio. And the Biden yep. administration says we're not going to do anything. But Texas yep. is fully empowered to defend its citizens in that case is what you're talking about. Yep. No, yeah. exactly. And in this case, they're just merely taking defensive actions. They're not even doing that. I mean, that that you don't even need to come on to the compact clause. Now, some would say, OK, well, it's not just the courts. It's the federal executive branch. But. And, and and it's the supremacy clause. But the, the active word is in pursuance thereof. So the, the laws of the United States are supreme in pursuance thereof to the Constitution. In this case, you don't even need to come on to the laws and ass or the Constitution is not a suicide pact. It is the Biden administration vitiating the Immigration and Nationality Act, every line of it. Texas is upholding it. So – Again, even if the Constitution or the law said that this outcome had to occur, it wouldn't need to occur, Steve. I mean, this is where Justice Jackson said in a case where they actually violated First Amendment to arrest a rioter who was inciting a riot. He said the Constitution is not – you cannot make the Constitution a suicide pact. So certainly you cannot make fake judicial supremacy Mm -hmm. a suicide pact. Now, I just caution people. I don't want to criticize pre Emptively, and it is good so far. But just remember, we haven't met the for, the point of uh, of contact yet. Let's so, play that out. Let's say the Biden administration orders the National Guard to go in there and cut the barbed wire down. What happens? Or border border patrol is probably or what border they would patrol. Do. So yep. th- 
in other words, this is you cannot say he ignored the courts yet. The court is just saying Border Patrol, if they want, could go in and cut it. So we have to wait until that plays out. And one or one or two things that will happen, either you would have some sort of a physical showdown, which I wouldn't mind, or more likely they would file a writ of um, of uh, contempt with the court. And then that would that would be the next step. So that's really where the rubber is going to meet the road. But I mean, this is where you need all of the red states. I don't like putting one guy out on a limb. Mm-hmm. All of the red states, all the governors need to need to give support to Greg Abbott and Kim Paxson to say, we have your back. We'll send down more National Guardsmen to to help you in Eagle Pass. Mm-hmm. Because, again, this is not just about immigration. Um, there's a reason why internationally they are obsessed with getting rid of Benjamin Netanyahu in Israel over this judicial reform, which is a very modest package. So Israel is trying to merely get their – demonic level of judicial supremacy slightly closer to the levels of American judicial supremacism. Right now, not only could they strike down anything they want without even a constitution, but they get to pick their successors. And the Biden administration is running a color revolution right now in Israel to depose him because of that. This is their end game. See, Commensurate with how radical the political branches of the left are when they gain control will be a blowback. And if it's not nationally, we're increasingly – it's looking like we can't win a national election. But you will have a number of red states and districts and counties where we could push back against that. That's where the courts come in. And if we're going to indulge this notion to the gates of hell that the courts are the law of the land – you know, so they could rule that Hamas could come here and build tunnels and rape you, and that's the law of the land, then we're done. We're done. So this is not just about immigration. This is the most important thing we can do. Let's since you've since we've already talked about how what Texas is doing has broad application beyond this issue, let's talk about what Amy Coney Barrett and John Roberts did and whether there's broad application there. I, I mean, I did everything I could before and after I made a presidential endorsement last year. Game theorying out clearly what the Democrats intended to do via the courts to interfere with this upcoming election if Trump is the nominee. The process is spoken. Nobody listened. So we're going to play this out and learn in real time. Fine. Okay. But, but on top of, hey, we've got to come up with a ballot harvesting operation that can rival theirs. We have to actually rein in their ballot harvesting operation. All right? we, we, we need to have Trump this time maybe not lead to like 10,000 percent turnout of the other team's, uh, uh, you know, voters uh, by constantly, you know, firing them up and motivating them. You know, even even if we do all of those things, we still have we're going to still need the Supreme Court twice this year to say both to Colorado and at least one of the Trump trials, probably the one in Washington, D.C., you can't happen. You, you can't take place this year to interfere with the election. All right. How confident are you? <laughs> He's not even going to let me answer. So, so what, what do we have? I, see, I have to read my article. I don't know if you saw my latest column. So it's the drag shows, the bathrooms. Um, so here's Amy. I mean, I mean essentially, we, essentially, we need... 
We need two all of three. the three. We need all three. Actually, you're right. We all need three we need Roberts, in. Kavanaugh. Roberts is gone. Ro- Roberts. So, so you're talking Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and and all Amy three. Kier- you need okay. So you think there's no chance that that John that that John Roberts will hear any argument at all that will side with the former president when it comes to stopping law lawfare as election interference? You think he's gone? Oh, you'll, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. But but what people need to understand is. Maybe I do what he think, did with Obamacare and write their arguments for him better than they originally yeah, submitted to the court. Do that instead. Agrees with it, but they're outcomes based, and they will not upend an outcome. And by the way, it's worse than that. So you know, it started with the shadow docket, where you have these monumental, insane lower court opinions blowing up red states with these novel ideas, like you have an Eighth Amendment right cruel and unusual punishment to get your balls cut off in prison that the Bureau of Prisons in Idaho had to pay for it. So they don't take up the appeal. So that's what that's the game they play. They allow that to to uh, stand. So, all right, maybe they're passive. Now, I just saw that 11 of the last 14 emergency motions by the Biden administration, the Supreme Court has taken up They're They've been reversing the Fifth Circuit. So even when we get a good ruling, you might think, okay, they're passive. They'll just kind of let it slide. They're allowing the Fifth Circuit um, to be overturned. They just overturned them also last year on the abortifacient drug, that dangerous drug. Mm-hmm. They partially reversed the Fifth Circuit on that and allowed that drug to, you know, the expansion of the FDA to continue uh, mailing that in without a prescription. So this is nonstop. And, so and, you and don't believe, because we're going to run short on time. Yep. You don't believe there's much of a chance. I, I do think they'll they'll slap Colorado down. I think that's why they specifically yeah. took that case, because Colorado got ahead of the Jack Smith plan and kind of exposed it before everybody was willing to really hear it. But you but, don't but think... But what if he's convicted? Yeah. That, what if he's convicted? So you don't think there's any chance by June 30th the Supreme Court is going to hear an appeal or, or sustain an appeal stopping the trial for January 6th of Trump in D.C.? You don't think that's ever happening? They they definitely won't sustain it, and, and, and I would imagine it takes four to hear it so that is a lower threshold so you don't need as many um they want to they want to stay out of it and what has happened and i i warned which would allow them to put trump on trial and campaign on him being a convicted felon is exactly and i warned you that we would pay for that dobbs opinion so i hope you enjoy it because they are making it clear they are avoiding every way in other words that was all their political capital was overturning roe Yep. And if done. you take if you take the Dobbs opinion, that's a big opinion. Let's not act like it's not. But, sure. but it's a big opinion. But if you do take the Dobbs opinion, Kavanaugh and Bitcoin Barrett have sided with the liberals on the court the a vast majority of the time, other than the Dobbs opinion. So, yep. All right, Daniel. Thank you very much. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. See you later. You got it. All right, we got about two minutes here for you guys to react to what you just heard. What do you think? Well, Daniel echoed exactly what I said earlier about uh, the border issue and the Scott Glenn notion. We have not reached the point of actual rubber meets the mode friction yet, you know, the standoff. And we're going to, I don't know if we're going to find out, but that's, Daniel's exactly right. All of this is, uh, is useless unless he's prepared to go all the way when that time comes and when he, I mean, Governor Greg Abbott. Aaron? The point about needing support from all other, as many Republican governors as possible, I, I don't think that can be understated. Uh, because when you're, <clears throat> when you're talking about standing up to the federal leviathan, uh, there, is, there, is, I mean, 
yes, we need we need kind of this attitude from from Greg Abbott of just saying, come make me enforce this. We need that at a granular level. Yes. But there is always strength in, in numbers. And I think the goal here, I think the goal here is to get the DOJ and the Biden uh, administration. Sorry for the redundancy uh, and the Department of Homeland Security. The goal here at the end of the day is to make them blink. Make them blink. I don't know what that looks like, whether it's a, a physical standoff or whether it's through some bureaucratic method, but you need to get them to blink and say, hey, I don't think we're prepared to do what we want to do. That's the goal here at the end of the day in this particular matter. Daniel doesn't think there's any chance they're going to stop them from putting him on trial in DC. So, agreed. Romans eight twenty eight. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.